Hello, and welcome to Wives and Weirdos, The Journey Home. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as usual are Zoe, playing Sevia, Emily, playing Beatrice, Laura, playing Conrad, Mitch, playing Designation 42, and Johanna, playing Paul. Let's jump into it. So, where we last left off, the party uh, arrived in Shan, got their bearings, and went to dinosaur races in which most of them competed. Great time was had. Um, Sevia rode uh, fall under the guise of Periwimple Slayer into first place, while uh, Conrad rode X-Slayer under the guise of Fredwood. Uh, into a tied second place with the aging Demetrodon Mountain Thunder, who Beatrice bet on. Um, so there are various winnings all round. Uh, so, uh, what would you like to do post-races? Uh, Beatrice, who has been in the stands... Uh, babysitting Prime will uh, probably wander down and wander through to the entrance to, well, first she'll go and collect her winnings and then she'll wait for everybody in a fairly obvious spot. Okay. So I guess we, like, we we would have to go back to a certain sort of, like, area Um, all the riders would? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I that's presume kind of a... Mitch can confirm that we would probably just walk the most cursed spider climbing way possible. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We're upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Crawl up the ceiling and stand upside down. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll probably I'll spend some time running around in circles after the victory. <laughs> uh, Sevia was like, oh my goodness, we won? We won. How on earth did we win? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. We're going round and around and around and just <laughs> like clinging on for dear life as fall goes in smaller and smaller circles. And just as she's going around periodically, it's like, Conrad, you came second. That's so very exciting. Did you win anything too? Why are you upside down? <laughs> or am Magic. I just that dizzy? Oh. <clears throat> Well, yes. Excellent. Good. Well, this was... I suppose Conrad just passed her on to Exley. Well, this was very well done. Um, good. Good good first race, I suppose. Second place isn't bad. Kind of frustrating that Sevier and Fall came first, but I suppose uh, it's fine. Good good, good thinking on squishing the squishing the, uh, the favourite, though. I did quite enjoy that. There are definitely Conrad, improvements still that can rally. be made. <laughs> but I feel this was an adequate first showing. I agree, yes. Good for starters. Very good, very good job. I do hope we will, there'll be no repercussions, but they did say that uh, blood, some bloodshed was fine, so um, I'm sure it will be okay. Accidents happen. Accidents happen, precisely. And I imagine like, some of the spiders that were sitting on his shoulder will scooter back into the little bag he has. <laughs> and yes, Conrad's doing both a valiant job at staying um, upright because um, he has quite a high athletics check um, yeah. and um, also uh, maintaining, he's focusing quite hard on maintaining spider climb. 
Yeah. A little bit. Dicking around, basically. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, actually, does Sebia have to make some kind of check to see if she stays on fall uh, whilst they are running in circles? I'll, I'll say, yeah. Roll me, roll me an athletics or acrobatics check, your choice. It's a 19 on the dice. Uh, my acrobatics is higher, so that is a 21. Okay, yeah. So you're able to <laughs> I'm stay not strong. steady. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Then, yeah, same as... I'm assuming we are now doing all of this, like, in the little area where they take all the races, racers, and... CB is like just looking around, uh, waiting to see if anyone's going to come talk to them about what we do next and uh, if we are allowed to leave, and if so, what exit we should take. Uh, Full is not going to cooperate if Sevier wants to get off of. <laughs> Full probably will not realize this, and he's just going to continue like leaping about and running in circles. That's incredibly blessed content. <laughs> uh, but Sevier is just kind of yelling down at people. She probably is like clinging on to like Full's neck, and is like um. Hello, uh, I believe my dinosaur is uh, quite excited about today. Uh, as you can see, some of the other contestants are uh, raising the ceiling practically with excitement. Uh, is there anywhere we can go uh, once we collect our winnings? Like, yeah. do we? I'll, I'll say, yeah, you're, you're led fairly or given directions fairly easily to a place okay. that uh you can kind of hide out and uh allow fall to change back okay is it like some kind of stables or is it just like a big empty paddock out the back um uh, it's yeah it's it's probably closer to stables okay so sevia would attempt to guide fall into one of the stables just being like fall Fall. That way. That way, please. Please. Are the stables very spacious? I'm going to imagine they're a little bit, uh, they're just like a little bit cramped for a T-Rex. And Fall is just going to keep shying away. Like, no. No, no, (laughs) They're they're, they're a bit afraid of the enclosed space. Fall. Fall. And she's like patting Fall's big dinosaur cheek. Like, trying to be gentle, like with the feathers. And she's like, Fall, we need to... Oh, you need to, you know, uh, th- make you fall again. So it would be very nice and cooperative if you could just go into the little space. It will seem much bigger once you're little. It'll be fine. Pet, 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 pet. <laughs> it- <laughs> fall makes to, like, kind of hunch themselves in and then they shy away again. <laughs> Yeah, bearing in mind, I don't actually think Fall can understand anything CV is saying nope. right so, because she can't communicate with animals. Yeah, so roll, roll me an animal handling check to um, ah. communicate your intent. Please. 17. 
Okay, 17. So for you do get the gist of what um, CV is saying, that, that they want you to go into a place. Okay. After a moment, Thor will, like, kind of, like, hang his head down, like, looking like a sad little T-Rex, and then slowly trudge into the stables. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. The, the T-Rex do... starts shaking a little bit. Oh, we can do this anytime you want want i'm sorry it'll be fine everything will be fine you just have to put me down because otherwise this will be incredibly awkward when i change <laughs> you back so i'm going to let go now and hold on to one of your little arms and if you could just place me down that would be fantastic thank you fall and she's going to attempt to do just that okay whether or not fall cooperate I guess they'll probably realise that she's trying to get onto the ground and we'll try to cooperate. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you, Fall. So she gets down on the ground and she's like, thank you very much, Fall. And then uh, she's just going to very gently, like, pat his big dinosaur foot and then uh, do a couple of hand gestures and drop concentration on Polymorph. Okay. Yeah, so Fall will just fit, fit, little tiefling. Oh, uh, small space. Um, the the running. Uh, hmm. Fall just kind of like shakes the hair and is like, "Oh, uh, me again." Um, excellent. Wow, that was really weird. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I've never even uh, been a little animal before. So, uh, uh, thank you for being the. Uh, Pardon the pun, guinea pig of uh, this particular spell. Uh, not that I can cast it perfectly well, it's just I've never tried it on a, a, a breathing person before. Uh, mostly, uh, well, you know, like synthetic little things, like you try it on little, you know, like test dummies. Okay, that was just like the creepiest possible way you could have said it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... Well, to be fair, where were we just hours ago? I mean, yeah, that's pretty in keeping for, like, Barovia. Yes. So, but you did such a good job. We won. We won. I know. That's so yes. exciting. So we got, like, prize money. Yes, we got, um, we got this, uh, this bag of money. I believe it's a thousand gold. And, uh... If you give me a minute, I can count out your share. Oh, wonderful. And and we beat Exley and Conrad. Yes, you know, a little bit of... And she drops her voice and gives for like a really playful little punch on the arm, a bit of brotherly competition. <laughs> yes, yes, I guess so. <laughs> Good. I, I hear that's a good thing for siblings to have. Yes. So. Mm, yeah, I, I hear that as well. That's supposed to be normal. Yeah. Huh. Yes. I think, to be honest, I was a little annoyed at him, so it's nice to defeat someone in something. Why were you annoyed get rid at of him? That? Oh, just, oh, you know, the argument before with Exley and everything. He's been um, rather callous, I guess. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, to be fair, as much as I have immense hope in my heart for Conrad, he 
has never necessarily not been a callous person. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, which hmm, I think I thought it was like the curse and everything that I might be more about his upbringing, but I'm upbringing isn't isn't everything, I guess. (laughs) I mean, he is quite cursed, but I don't believe that uh from what i remember the curses mostly just made him crave arcane knowledge uh and believe himself to be well more it made him more resistant to accepting the word no in the context of planning uh so those certainly might be factors. However, considering that argument did contain no, it seemed actually like things quite went to the plan Conrad had in mind. Yes. So that was potentially something he has had in his little head for a while. Yes, which doesn't exactly, um, I don't know, it's not exactly something I'd, like in a friend or a sibling but uh, well I guess just about everyone um, accepted the plan in some way so maybe I just uh, have too high standards Sevia's shoulders kind of slump a little bit she goes well Certainly, I feel if it had been a plan we had discussed as a group, it wouldn't have happened. Or if it had, it certainly would have been more definitively wrong. But, well, anyway, um, morality is tricky, especially Um, in a place such as Barovia. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully um, we won't be running into those kinds of problems again. Yes. Uh, although, to be fair, if I may express a worry I have had in yes. the wake of that argument. When we met with Exley, he certainly had a set of morals. Uh, but they seemed rather detached in a way Mm. from humanity in the classical sense not the moralistic sense you know but as he has been with us he has learned he has grown i'm sure you have seen him mimicking what we do physically vocally he chooses animals he knows we will like he makes choices he knows we will like There was a part of him that knew that telling everyone of his plan, even Conrad, was going to lead to trouble. So I have to wonder, from which of us did he learn to lie like that? And from which of us 
did he learn that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? Or the sacrifices of others? I'm not pinning blame on any of us. I just feel it is easy to blame what Exley did on Exley. It is easy to blame what Exley did on Exley and Conrad. I worry about what it means for us as a whole. Oh, that's a very good point. Thank you. Um, it's not a... Not like I'm taking pride in it, just uh, thank you that I don't sound crazy when I say it. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's... Very perceptive. Thank you. Hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe... I even expressed to Conrad myself, I felt my morality slipping in Barovia. And it was difficult to keep a hold on it. Yes. So... You know, it is a question to be brought up whether Exley has been like this because of Mordenkainen, because of us, because of one of us, because of all of us, or just because of Barovia as his home. Will he adapt and change to other places or is he adapting and changing to us? And if so, what does that say about us? Potentially too large a set of questions, considering we should be excited that we just won a dinosaur race, but <laughs> if we are discussing it, it felt pertinent to say. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think, uh, I don't think I told you before we tried to teleport away from Barovia, XC. He came to me and he wanted to question me. Oh, what? Uh, about things like what do I what is home to me and I think he wanted to know if he should come with us or where he should go oh which is I don't usually think that like people care about what I think of them or look to me for what I should say uh, but it, you say before that Exley might have learned to lie, and that is something that I often do or try to portray myself as. Uh, so I'm now I'm just thinking that maybe I have some responsibility for what he did in his plan. Well, I'm not uh, saying there's a there's responsibility. I'm just, uh, I mean, technically I am, but not really. It's. I, like I said, I wasn't. It's just a theory. It's just a yes theory. Yes. No, At the I end don't of the day, think it's a direct like correlation, but no, and it doesn't make me think. But as you say, Exley still asked if he, from what it sounds like, he asked if he could come with us, if he should. In the wake of his choice, that. For all I have feared, it also belies a sense of, of caring, a certain level of empathy that maybe his presence would make us uncomfortable. Or that maybe he should feel obligated to stay and fix the mess he made. 
maybe the moral of the story is that Exley is just as much a person as any of us, or is slowly becoming one. And to blame him alone and not the village that raised him is a mistake in the same way it is to say, blame Beatrice for the way she is and not the situation she grew up in, or to blame Conrad or me or you. At a certain point, you do have to accept responsibility for your choices, but that does not mean the surroundings that taught you, the surroundings that gave you those choices are not equally at fault for giving you so little to choose from. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I'm making this complicated, I'm sorry. You always said you hated philosophy and here I am bringing it in, so. Huh. It's complicated, I think. I think, I don't think there's like one right way of thinking about it or one thing that sparked everything off. Yes. Well, um, well, hopefully we'll get out of here soon, as exciting as all <laughs> of this was. Uh, hopefully we can get home soon. And then uh, maybe this can be a discussion that is more easily had where we are comfortable and yes. not where we are tossed about and surrounded by so much noise. Do the lanterns here make noise? Can you not hear this faint buzzing? There is a buzzing in the air. It is unlike anything I've ever heard before. It's so strange. You're right. Yes, it's setting my... Teeth on edge. There is nothing like this in Vielo. Anyway, we should we should find the others. Make sure Exley has managed to change back successfully. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Speaking Thank of which, Exley. Just one last oh, line. Yeah. One last line. In the meantime, can you give me an incredibly detailed rundown of what it was like to be a dinosaur and what the <laughs> magic felt like for my own research purposes? Thank you. And then she's going okay. to interrogate oh. Fall yeah. as we go find the others. So, yeah, actually, where do you find to change back into yourself? Um, so for the most part, um, for the first, you know, five or ten minutes, um, while Conrad is still on Exley's back, uh, Conrad is in charge of wherever we go and actually will just be the obedient dinosaur. So I guess it's up to Conrad. Yeah, Conrad would have just been like um like showing off the fact we can do spider climb and then kind of like as the other riders would come in, like kind of like strutting <laughs> prep pacing around, like sort of lording it over the other folks. Um that we went that we placed higher than they did. Um he looks absolutely insufferable. He's very pleased with himself. He was kind of like sulky when like um, Fall and Sebi were there, but then as they left off, he's kind of like gotten back into it as well. Um, so, but yes, he looks a similar disposition to the T-Rex he's on at the moment. But um, so kind of like pace around for a bit and then he kind of be like, okay, oh, good. Um, well, we should... Uh, but again, he wouldn't be conscious of this, but he would be speaking in dinosaur to Exley, um, which is very cursed. Let's just surprise about the other people we had talked to dinosaurs too, but it's just generally cursed. Um, like, we should go and see where the others have gone and um, find somewhere to uh, change unless you wish to stay as this. He will then say, like, he'll say, like, that kind of like the low, the quiet. Mm. horrible t-rex noise yeah 
Um, Exley won't respond. He'll just nod his head. Excellent. So then we'll step out and pace. I imagine we might possibly see Beatrice and Prime waiting near the entrance, I guess. Um, and stuff like that. Um, yep. Excellent. And oh. so Conrad will, like, uh, wave at Beatrice from <laughs> top Exley at this point. Like, oh, look, there's Beatrice and Prime. Hello, did you enjoy the race? He will say in common. It was uh, very exciting. Yes, who did you bet on, if I may ask? Big Honker and... Uh, oh, bad luck on that one. Thunder... What is name? Oh, yes, that one. Well... Name second. Yes, yes, not bad. Like you. Yes. Pretty good for a first run. Yeah. Paul and Syria did better. Actually, we kind of like feel like the little reins <laughs> that come as fashion. Like just like should pull a lot tighter on him at that point. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> in all ways, but literal, like there'd be like this little dark cloud kind of like emanating off Conrad's little face um, at that point. Um, and they'd be like, yes, well. Just shows that the, the riders here are much chop if two um, untrained uh, people can come first in place. And, you know, even myself in second place. So, there we go. Uh-huh. We should probably uh, start to try and, you know, find somebody who can get this back home. Yes, of course. Well, I'll go and we'll go and find the others then. And Kroger kind of like gestures <laughs> facts that are like turn sharply and then just like hurtle off to fire in, in a direction where he just assumes maybe um, Sevier and Fall are, but he doesn't really care. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Exley will try and keep an eye yeah. out. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take long before you all are able to regroup. Exley, you notice um, out of the corner of your eyes, there is a um, there is a figure watching you, you as a group. Um, from their stature, they appear to be quite a quite pale uh, elven figure, because you can see um, bits of their skin um, as, as well as the long pointed ears and the draping black hair um but it is an unnatural paleness is Exley still a dinosaur or has he changed back this now? this would be after he's changed back okay um hmm. interesting how far away is this figure uh probably watching from about 100 feet away Okay. Um, Exley will turn his back to that figure, sort of, you know, trying to not make it seem like he's actively blocking, but um, he will, uh, in a low voice, um, <clears throat> we are being watched. How unusual for us. Where? 
Directly behind me. Pale elf. Approximately 100 feet. Hmm. I wonder what they want. Perhaps we should find out. I think that would be a good idea, actually. Why give them the satisfaction of thinking that they are being sneaky? Let's go and approach them directly. Prime, would you follow me? Excellent. And Exley and Prime are going to lazily start to walk in that general direction. Incredible stride after them as well. Beatrice trots along. I, what, I, Sevia goes after. (laughs) Probably holding Fall's hand too. (laughs) Yeah, Fall go to. Alright. So yeah, you approach this elf and they, they, their stature changes almost to welcome you. What was it previously? Um, just kind of trying to blend in, not, not, uh, arouse too much suspicion. They weren't, they weren't accounting on you having, uh, such a high passive perception though. Greetings. They say as you approach them. Hello. Might I inquire as to why you are watching? You are not from here, are you? You are quite deceptive. Oh gee, I wonder how you figured that out. And it just sort of looks at full and then back at the elf. What is your meaning? What, What intention do you have? Speak plainly. I am from Arenel. I come on behalf of the Undying Court. I have been sent to Shan to seek out those who could fix a problem that is beyond the scope of our people and yet affects us deeply. The Undying Court, what is that? Yeah, they are exactly as they sound. Worshippers of ancestors long past. The highest of the court themselves attained a pure form of undeath. One unshackled from the darkness glitched them. Curious. An interesting thing to wish for, I suppose. Right. What what kind of help exactly do you need? Um, I can help as an acrobat, if that will be useful. I'm afraid I don't really know, like, the adventurers of this region or anything. 
It's a plague against death. Those who should rely upon unlife are being undone. Both those who have achieved undeath well as those who have been risen from the grave. So, vampires and such, and people who've been revived. Vampires, yes. People who've been revived, certainly. As well as those of us in Erinal, who have... Are hindered with. I have been sent by the Undying Court to seek those who can fix it. If you are from far off lands, you must be. Accomplished. We have experiences, but I would not know whether we would be suited for this, whether or whether we would be available. I also have a quick question, Darby. Conrad's an undying warlock. Does he like sense anything from this dude? Uh, he has a bit of an odd way of how he. He doesn't, yeah. So, is there... He's cursed and possessed. He doesn't, what, there's no feature, just, I'm just curious. Uh, you're not, you're, yeah. Roll me a religion check, I'd say. Okay. Right. I was going to say or arcana, but they're the same modifier for you. 16. 16. Okay, so there are, there are some traits to them that seem almost undead like while they don't they don't have like the the fangs of say um of strad mm. um they their their skin like the unnatural pallidness yeah. of their skin and um their there's a subtle red glow to their eyes that is okay. fairly unnatural for those who are living. Yeah, and Connor kind, of, kind of like takes this in and like, so I imagine he just gets some kind of sense of something. Um, he looks both unsettled and very curious. Like kind of folds his arms, so he squares his posture more. Not to the extent that Conrad got, but is actually able to get some form of idea on. Uh, Romy and Arcana or Religion? Uh, both are zero, so 15. 15. Uh, yeah, you get about what Conrad got. Okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, excuse me, good... Uh, good person. Uh, what was your name, pardon? I am Seathria. 
Right, say Athriel. Ah, uh, well, we are but humble people, as uh, my compatriot said. Uh, we have some experience with assisting people in trouble. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, we were intending to head home today. We were truly only here for the dinosaur races. Uh, and even then, that came as quite a shock. So, I'm a... Uh, what makes you think we, above anyone else here who looks slightly different to normal, would be of any assistance to you? You have proven your arcane worth and ability. As you said, you were here for the dinosaur races. And they give you, like, a knowing look. Um, uh, to observe and bet, of course. Of course. Now... I understand if you wish to return to your home. I simply thought that you were worth asking. The court has many gifts that it can offer, both material and immaterial, if you would desire to reconsider. Ah. Uh. Tell us more of the gifts. They have treasures, but they also have blessings that they can give. There is blessings. A, yes, they can provide arcane and divine services. Interesting. Is transport one of those services? Of course. They can move through the plains if they find the need to. Mm. Why are you stuck here? Purely want to see more of the world. Yes, of we are course. travelers, of course. Well, what would your query involve? What do you expect to have people you meet off the street do for you? We have word of a temple within the Moorlands. This temple is an abomination to life and undeath. We know not what its purpose is, but we know that it is a dark necromancy that fuels it and the curse that it anchors to this place. Important question, is this temple Amber? 
Orange, yellow, that kind It'll, of colour. Like a shadow passes over Conrad's face when you mention a temple to our, of great evil. To our awareness, no. Well, that's a bonus. It is a temple to our knowledge of stone and glass. Hmm. Resting within the moorlands of Sar. No, Dobby, um, Conrad would not comprehend this place. No. Um, but would he feel an interest towards it? I'm only saying this because I don't quite know how his patron works and what his patron wants. It's just that Conrad is yeah. haunted as hell. Um, um, yeah, you can Does he feel me... a pull away one so, way or another? So you're definitely interested in the arcane potential of this. Of like course, the, yeah. The arcane That's knowledge it. potential. Yeah, um, the, the, the gift offer stuff where it's like, hmm, I'm for, interested for your, for your, for your shady as shit. For your patrons. Uh, at the same um, time, yeah. For I'm your curious. patrons' desires, uh, roll me a religion or arcana check. Again, your choice. Okay. Um... Oh, it's a five. <laughs> it's yeah. You're you're not sure. Like you you have very little understanding of like right, this so this power you've been given. Conrad doesn't look particularly interested either way. Then <laughs> is the result of that. <laughs> so sorry. Is you believe you in the. The Undying Court, uh, of the opinion that there is a curse in a temple affecting undeath, such as that brought about by vampirism and spells such as revivify and resurrection, I'm assuming. Yes. And while it remains in place, those who have been brought back or have stayed beyond their natural course are being pulled towards a painful destruction and the ability to bring those who might fall prematurely back and to perform the rites of our people has been compromised to the point where it cannot occur. Ah. So that answers my question if there is evidence. Is it affecting purely your court or this land as a whole? This, uh, this plague upon death is present all over Eberron. It holds its roots within the Mornlands. Oh. Oh. That is... bad. That is quite, quite bad. You... Okay. Deceivia for any feel anything tugging at the back of her head um yeah she she feels oh no check <laughs> well yeah there, there's there's something that's there's there's something that's been 
kind of there since like the 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 prayer to Arcani. Uh, well, I prayed to Daemir. To Daemir, but, sorry. Uh, but I mentioned Arcani. Yes. Since since the prayer to the gods, there's there's been something at the back of your mind, and there's almost there's almost a level of pleading to it now as well. Um, it's very subtle, but that it does feel like a pleading. May you grant us five minutes to discuss as a group in private. Of course. Um, and they walk away. Like away away or just uh, to a distance and they wait? Pro probably, probably about the same distance that they held before, so... Okay, they're not just, like, leaving. No. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye! Um, okay, so as soon as they walk away, Sibia closes her eyes. She turns around to the group. She opens them and says... I don't know what it is, but something is telling me we need to help. Is that just out of goodness? I would like to believe so. But at the moment, this is a group decision. Like, we wanted to go home. We came here because a fae did what fae do. Yes, it tricked us. So, yes, yes. I described and... it perfectly, so I don't just quite see how they could take us here. Anyway, an odd quest, an odd proposition from this person. Yes. To go into yet another temple, attempt to, attempt to undo yet another curse, to free yet another group of people from a curse that is somehow tangentially related to vampires. Hmm. We seem to wind up here yet again. And yet there is something in the back of my head telling me that if we do nothing, this is bad. It would be bad. There I mean, is... I, I have that voice in my head quite often, but, you know, you don't have to listen to it all the time. Just hypothetically speaking, of course. Well... No, and I understand that, but I don't know. There's these people can't perform their cultural rights. They, you know, many of us have gone down in battle and escaped death by the skin of our teeth. What if any of us had been revived? Would we now slowly be dying again? Painfully, he said. They said. Mm. Is it not we who have defeated a curse, a, a bane upon a plane? Maybe we can do it again. And we know what we're doing now. We are more powerful, more skilled. It's just another temple, this one of glass and, and stone. Surely we could do this with expedience and, 
and help these people and gain knowledge on our own end. Once again, that library in Barovia, books from every plane of existence. But here it is real. It is their lived experience. We, as much as I do not enjoy the thought of undeath, as much as that is not a path I do not like considering, it is knowledge. It is interesting. Maybe. I am much curious of it and the rewards they offer. The prospect of payment is very good. But it is at the end of the day a group decision. So if we as a group wish to do this, I think it would be good. But if we as a group do not, we can maybe at least assist in helping them find someone who can help before we leave. I would like to leave this place better than I found it, at least the way we did with Barovia. It would be a kindness to them. We owe them nothing, but that does not mean we cannot help. Do you believe that by helping this fellow, we would be leaving this place in a better sense? <laughs> well... To be honest, I have never particularly trusted those that search for the, for the knowledge of undeath. It is certainly something we are warned against as wizards. It is a hubris for us. But I know nothing of this plane. I know nothing of their cultural rights. But if people are being harmed, worse comes to worse, maybe we have to just take down a government. How hard could that be? Beatrice, quick question. Yeah. Connor looks over it. He, he, he has also pointedly like not spoken to Beatrice after she pointed out, oh, you came second, by the way, bitch boy. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, he's been quite sulky since the whole group uh, reunited until he was like, okay, let's go talk to this person. That individual over there who spoke with us, how would you kill them? How would they kill them? Hmm. Important to consider. I could do it fast or I could do it slow. Of course. But, uh... Probably just try and sever their head from their neck. A good choice, yes. Good to consider if this individual is lying and takes us to a trap, if we accept out of the goodness of this land. Well, I'm always up for an adventure when there's payment on the line. How about you, Prime? And, and Beatrice would have been standing next to Prime at this and she just sort of punches him on the arm gently. <laughs> like, hey. There you go. He's 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 a a a, and she th thumbs up. <laughs> While I do oh. believe sometimes prime may be difficult to understand, 
if he does have a vote, I believe it would be in helping these people, as he would have a vested interest being undead. Mm. However, I believe it is important to note that we would be attempting to aid the very concept that created Strat. This is also true. Yes. Uh, look, I'm not saying I don't have reservations about this. I'm not saying I even think it is the correct decision, which is, in fact, different to the right decision. But there is something telling me we should do it. But again, if we don't want to, that is our prerogative. And she looks directly at Fall. <laughs> um, Fall's going to kind of like, um, I don't know, like they, they don't know what to make of this the whole time. And the visible like thinking, um, they'll be like, well, I, I certainly would love to be able to just um, rest after everything. But I think this seems to mean a lot to you and I think it comes from a kind place and mm. I don't want you to be harmed if if you decided to go it without me so um, uh, yes I, I'd be willing to support you in this I guess we'll need to have a bit more information first but uh, it Thank you. Sevia had a really weird look on her face when you said she was doing this for good reasons. Oh, interesting. Um, and she's like, well, we can at least ask more questions. Maybe if there is some sort of verbal or written contract, maybe we can at least uh, put in some kind of clause stating that the second we decide, that the second we feel this mission is above our heads, we can get out of there uh, with no infraction on their part and uh, maybe we can see what we can do. If this is a curse such as Strahd, I'm sure Strahd did not start as bad as he ended up. Things tend to deteriorate over time. Maybe if we help now we will prevent it from getting worse. And maybe if we do a really good job now no one here will even notice and they'll just keep having their dinosaur races and everything will be fine and normal for them and we can give them normal lives and then we can go home back to our normal lives and everything will be fine and we won't have to do this again <laughs> in the concept of contracts we should also identify this creature that we are talking to mm. and or they are not either a devil or a yugoloth or a fae mm. was that an extra well considering the lying of the previous one yes in that case I may have made a mistake oh I'm sure it will be of no consequence, though, and we should continue. Of course. Well, 
I must admit I am curious about the uh, the talk of reward and the possible knowledge to be gleaned from there. I am not, for personal reasons, much in- excited about the prospect of visiting another temple, but I suppose as long as none of you touch anything that you consider to be bad, then um, it will all be good then. So, uh, and everyone can be happy. So that will be fine. Um... I think we should not make the decision riding on any idea that this person may take us anywhere that we wish to go to. I think it should also be noted that we should be wary of exactly how to kill them and potentially anyone else they're hiding if they just take us to somewhere where they're going to either rob us or murder us. So something to ponder while we're having warm thoughts about doing good things. That's my two cents, as they say in Dorum. <laughs> Picked up some slang. Very good. <laughs> ah. We can at least discuss with them. As you say, we can be on our guard, be wary, always be prepared to hit back. Go into this with our eyes open, hopefully. And if we do decide to do this as a group, I would like to preemptively thank you all for trusting my instincts. So, shall we engage in a contractual conversation? If that is the decision of the group. Oh, let's go have a talk. So you reapproach uh, Sathriel. Yep. <laughs> have you reached decision? We would like to hear more about what you have to offer. Also, quickly, without thinking, and it means nothing, what are you? I am an undead, the original. Is he telling the truth? Draw me an insight check. Uh, 22. 3, 2. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There is nothing indicating that they are lying. Okay. What do you believe we should do, if we are to accept? We can arrange for a guide to take you into the moorlands. Our kind cannot step into that place as it stands currently. Define your kind. The undead. That is unfortunate. It is. The undead 
cannot enter the Mornlands without losing a part of themselves that anchors them to their humanity. You may come upon undead in your time, but they will be monstrous aberrations, not embracing the undeath of the Arana. Sevia looks pointedly at Prime when he says monstrous aberrations. Exley doesn't have the ability to look visibly upset, but um, <laughs> he's not happy. Beatrice pats uh, Prime on the arm. <laughs> Do you have any other questions? What will you do if we back out? From what you have described, this is a dangerous mission, one your people cannot partake in, one that requires high skill level. You are asking a lot of people you have met off the street and presumed a lot of, as we have stated previously. What if we get in there and it turns out it is, in fact, above the level of what you are willing to pay or give us? There is no level that we are unwilling to pay. But if it is beyond your capabilities, then we will not hold you to it. Though you must understand that the reward will be significantly less. Though we will welcome any information that you can give us from what you can complete. Mm. And may I ask quickly, once again, as my friends said, with no real meaning behind it, what did the Undying Court do for this land? We keep to ourselves for the most part, preserving the balance of positive and negative energy within Eranor. No government influence, no teaching. We hold no influence over Corvair. So you are a private entity of a sort. We Just are. a group. The undying court of the Arena. Great power of but here in Corvair, they hold no inherent power. Why right. is that the case, if you can offer so much? Because they have no desire of dominion over Corvair. What a strange thing, with so much power. And yet so much destruction. You have been told, I take it, 
of the war that led to the morning. I heard that there was a uh, was a battle two years ago. Is that the same? There was a war that ended two years ago. And that war led to great destruction. Wars tend to. Yes, but not in the way that this one did. Sire was destroyed almost completely, leaving only the Moorlands in its wake. A place twisted and warped by the destruction of the last war. Must say, it sounds eerily like the place we just left. Interesting. So, speaking plainly, you wish for us to investigate this temple. If we can fix the problem, then reward is greater, yes? Yes. But if we investigate regardless, there will still be a reward. Of course. Perhaps there is little harm to be gained, then, by at least looking. Is that an acceptance? What else can we expect? From the Mornlands? Mornlands? Temple? We are not entirely sure, other than it is an aberration to the natural order of things. Mm. The moonlands are drenched with strange magic, so much so that no humanoid can live there for extended periods of time. I would advise keeping your stay there as brief as you can. I see. Move with expedience towards the temple. Interesting. Mm -hmm. If we were to accept, could you procure us mounts? We can procure mounts and a guide, if you so desire. That would make things easier and much faster. Well, kind of we'll turn that to the rest of the group. I suppose it doesn't really make much of a difference, which I do. And as we have all spoken, everyone must be, must be in agreement. Siva has a feeling that is I all. I do. An excellent insight check, Sevia. You can figure out can. Sevia is uh, very in control for some reason. Mm. Mm. Uh, that is a seventeen. <laughs> I might also oh. insight check. Sorry to jump on. 
People keep getting 17s when they insert check Xevia. That's a 24. Oh, God. Okay. Follow Xevia vision. Is there anything that you would say to those checks, Zoe? Because I I have a little something that I might add. Ooh, sprinkle in at the end is a surprise for me. Um, Okay. The entire time, depending on how long you've been insight checking Sevia, uh, I feel like four would probably get this more than Exley with the higher roll. Sevia seems very much... This sounds so ambiguous. Certain of something she is uncertain of. Like, she seems very much as if... This feeling that she described as having is foreign to her, but there is something in her that trusts it implicitly. Uh, And this entire time we are having this conversation, it... None of you, I think, have seen this. Beatrice has. None of you have. It's... This vibe Sevia sometimes gets is if she is put on someone else's face and she is pretending to be someone else for the sake of getting through a situation. Uh, which is a very kind of hyperbolic fantasy way of saying she is masking in this moment. She is adapting and and she is adapting the behaviors of someone else in order to get through this situation. Um, it's a very basic way of doing that. Not all people with ASD have it in that particular way. That is just uh, a particular experience I am expressing via Sevia. Um, so I felt that is important to say. But yeah, she is entrusting implicitly in a decision that she seems uncertain of, and in this particular moment, she is just attempting to remain in control to seem, well, at least if not in control of the group as a whole, in control of herself in this situation. Okay. Paul, you also pick up, <laughs> there's there's a slight glint to, to Sevia, um, almost like... Uh, a, a glint to her eyes that um, it's it's not always noticeable but there are moments of it but you recognize it as as something that that you you saw quite a bit back in your youth at the temple mm-hmm. um, particularly associated Typically, this was this was something that um, was only kind of present and associated with um, some of the more powerful uh, uh, acolytes of the temple. Those capable of drawing upon their faith to uh, nice. to. <laughs> will change into the world i see in in through magic yep yeah you don't get that vibe from sevia at all (laughs) like it's the you wreck you you connect those dots sevia has not connected those dots because which you also probably get from a 24. yeah Mm -hmm. 
That's what I was saying. So four gets that Exley doesn't quite because he hasn't got experience yeah. with divine no, folk. Um, um, I'm also saying that four would probably recognize that Sevier is not aware of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because okay. it's, I'm holding on to that it's, it's a change. It's a change that you have noticed um, basically since leaving Barovia. Um, there was maybe a little bit of it um, during your last moments in Barovia. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's definitely something that is very recent. And from her general demeanor, yeah, you don't think that she even has noticed anything different. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm now trying to remember where we were up to in conversation before all this. Sorry. <laughs> no, all good. I think we were we were getting the group's final decision, were we not? I we believe were. so. <laughs> okay. Uh, Conrad has basically said he would, I believe. I basically said like he doesn't have much of he's he doesn't have an opinion either way. He will he kind of again looks like very frustrated, um, especially after the temple stuff was mentioned that and um Yeah. He stated that like, well CV has a feeling and that's it. Um he looks kind of resentful, um, but has not raised anything else. Okay. So he's basically implied he'll be fine with this. He's not pleased about it. He's also frustrated because he's not in charge here and he knows that people won't listen to him if he does talk about it. So there we go. Okay. Um, Beatrice has already stated she's for it. Exley yep. is still staring at Prime. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yes, I, I'm not going to oppose it. I think, I think it's a, it's a good idea. Then, Seathriel, with the understanding that we can leave at any point we want, and that you and the Undying Court will provide us with anything we need or desire and her hand kind of shakes a bit and she holds it out and she goes we have a deal and he takes the hand and shakes he's freezing isn't he <laughs> yes yeah very cold to the touch okay i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it okay yeah she shakes his hand and she goes, uh, when would you be able to acquire us those mounts and the guide? I will be able to have things organized by morning. Morning. Thank you. Where will we be able to uh, meet in the morning? I will meet you here. Mm. 
Where would you suggest we could stay? There are a number of taverns here. Um, so, uh, hmm. To stay close, you could, uh, you could take one of the taverns nearby. I believe they are quite amenable to tourists and travelers. Tis fine. I suppose it's decided then. We shall meet you here tomorrow. I will see you then. Before you go, you are certain that no undead can enter? Undead can enter, but those who still have their humanity will have it shaken from them. Are there many people around? Um, yes, there are a few. Damn it. That doesn't matter. Um, Exley is, um, going to attempt to reach up to Prime and take his helmet off. Okay. And you what? maintain control over this creature. I do. This should be fine. I do hope so. Though I warn you, do not know whether it will be impacted by the curse, like my brethren. Then we shall deal with it quickly. It would be appreciated. And I pop the helmet back on. Okay. Until tomorrow. And Sayathriel leaves. Well, I suppose we should uh, head to tavern. Mm. Yes, that's yes. what you do at a time like this. Good. Have a drink. Have a bath. And uh, get some rest. Yes, a drink and a bath, actually. That's a very good suggestion. All right. What kind yes. of what kind of quality tavern are you looking for? Good one with a bath. We have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. good okay. quality. Yeah, so you can like to buy a tavern. I know. We'll literally just like if if someone's like, oh, let's go to this. I'm like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Mm. You're getting a better one. Okay, so yeah. Uh... If the menu has prices on it, we're not touching it. It's too bad. It's too poor low quality. So you the literal thing he will say to um, basically just just a nice tavern. Yeah, so there is there is a tavern called Velvets 
that you find, or an inn called oh. Velvets, which which um, specializes in fulfilling fantasies, and so they can cater your rooms to whatever you desire. <gasps> and yes, some some of those fantasies are romantic, but others are. Um, when it's described to you, yeah, uh, some, though some clients have romance in mind, others come to Velvets to relive triumphs, to prepare for debates or trials, or for help in developing a new identity. So they could, they could set you up with anything. And it's... <laughs> Conrad turns around for bringing, like, the little, like, the poster out of the front, like, this one. They go here. Decided. Oh. Certainly. Good. <laughs> so, Australian. Yeah. So, so the the cost for velvets is uh, ten gold a night. How many uh, rooms? Um, I mean, you can you can each have a separate room if you want, room or you each, can share. Anyone is willing, Exley and Prime don't technically need a bed. <laughs> Just be very quiet in a corner somewhere. But they could have one of their fantasies fulfilled. The room's worth that. You could turn into a dog and eat like 500 bones. Exley and Prime will get their own room then. Okay. <laughs> so that Sevia is 10 gold. Sevia will check with Fall before getting a separate room. Oh yeah, they're going to have bunk beds, surely. But if Fall wants a fantasy fulfilled, then is not going to impose. <laughs> Fall is going to be very like... What, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure. I can only assume... Well, I mean, it says here that some of them are for, like, you know, trials and, and things, so maybe just, like, food oh. you like or, or bedding you like, but I assume certain things are about... Uh, and she starts blushing. She's <laughs> like, using those beds for particular things. <laughs> oh, yes, I didn't mm. see the description there. That's what I thought as well. That's very much what it comes across as. Yes, I can only assume that is partially why Conrad picked it, which I don't want to think about. Oh, no. At all. Beatrice is right behind the two of them cackling at the reactions. (laughs) Oh. I just thought, even if that's not why Conrad picked it, I just want to say, if that's the reason you would like to have a separate room, then that is perfectly valid, and I will take a separate room, and I will go away. But, um... It's up to you entirely. I've made far too many decisions today. It is up to you. Oh, uh, d- 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 wait, what does it even do? Like if, it, is it like a spell that changes the room? I don't, well, I like, don't... there's other options, not that thing. Was I talked? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I love... if you <laughs> If you quite. inquire, they they will say that they like that it is like there's a magic that they can arrange the rooms however you desire. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the pleasure rooms in um, the adventure room. <laughs> 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 um, I will say I this is something in the Eberron book. This isn't something <laughs> of my invention. <laughs> it's just I looked at the ward. I looked at this area of Sharn and was like, this is probably the one that would uh, stand out to Conrad as the most luxurious. Uh-huh. 
course. Um, Conrad is also like, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's just like just looking around like, oh, he looks very pleased. He's like, yes, fancy place, finally. So much better than Barovia. So what if like Fall and like Sevia are uncomfortable with pottery, he's just like standing with his hands on his hips looking very pleased. Like, he's taking in the whole sight of how cool everything looks. But yes. Fall's just like, I'm just trying to think of like a cool room. Like, I don't know, like a golden walls and like a bed that's the size of the room or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, we can do whatever. <laughs> I don't well, know. See, frankly, one of us actually does need to make a decision uh, because this is like, uh, would we like to share a room or not? I don't I, did, I under, oh, I just, I worry about what, it's fine. We're, We'll get bunk beds, it's fine. If you want okay. bunk beds, if we have magic bunk beds, or maybe yeah. we have two separate beds, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We'll get a, we'll just share a room. I'm sure you could imagine yourself uh, a library or something. <gasps> oh. So it's Beatrice not, it's not, wonders. yeah. So but it's like, not quite that you imagine it, it's that it's, you ask yeah, for like it. Yeah, you ask for it, yeah. And but yet, like, that's just what Beatrice is gonna say and, to like prompt Sevier's mind and, and she's gonna follow they, after They Conrad. could, if you so desired, they could definitely stock the room with like history books of Eberron so that you could actually like have a chance at history checks potentially here. Yeah, Sevia would like to do that. She will go halvesies with Fall on a room. She will request that they put books in it. In at least her side of the room. And then Fall's side of the room can be whatever they want it to be. And then make something really cool and fancy. And I don't know, put food. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then she will proceed to... uh, Be very quiet. Again, she has made a lot of decisions yeah. today and she's not feeling um, great about it. So she will, uh, but kind of wander vaguely in the direction of Conrad as if to be like, are we eating as a group? Are we, <laughs> or are you going to go have a bath now? And uh, in which case, Sylvia would wait to go to her and Fall's room. Oh, actually, no, she wouldn't, but I will put a pin in that for later so excellent cool i presume <laughs> well <laughs> like excellent i think this will, this will serve quite well fantastic this is marvelous really i haven't seen anything like this in serata he kind of like speaks confidentially to like um like approaches like fall seemingly and like Looks fantastic. This is what a proper tavern should look like. It is. It's rather spectacular. I've never seen anything like it. Yes, yes, yes. It should be exciting. Mm. Different options here as well. Fantastic. Options, yes. Um, they certainly seem to be keen on catering to their clientele in. Yes, Every Yes, yes, it sounds like it. Quite interesting. Like, did you know, like, um, I mean, of course, there's lots of things that you can fulfill, but like, you can even, you know, sort of do things like uh, preparing ceremonies or like, you know, fulfilling things like if you wanted to win an important court case or something. I mean, that's not something I'm interested in, but that's quite, you know, how marvelous. Mm. 
Just it it is rather fascinating, yes. Uh, and they don't seem to ask a lot of questions. They just without question are going to put books in my room and all that. Maybe they assume we're a bunch of students. Students tend to be quite weird. I don't know where they think students got this kind of money, but... So, was there anything in particular of the evening that anyone wanted to get through, or...? Um, I have a a thing for Exley to work on. Um, Exley is going to... um, Hopefully... uh, if possible, sort out his room just to be just a bare room, four walls, a ceiling, no window or anything. Um, if possible, he'd like like a little workbench and some tools. Um, maybe like a, a heavy-duty armor rack in the side of the wall. Um, and if that is doable, he will also ask if there is someone uh skilled in crafting or metalwork that would be able to come up to the room for that, that can be provided for an extra fee absolutely uh, and you can work on that project uh overnight um so any anyone else just briefly or can it be assumed that folks go to sleep and wake up the next morning. Um, I, I mean, I have something I want to do, but it would not be brief. In that, in that case, um, we will leave it there. Probably the that easiest. Is, yes. There. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Okay. Oh boy. Everyone. We got a quest. Yes. Have yeah. a good week. Uh, Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 All right.